It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Welcome to the show, guys. Glad to have you along. And you can tell we're the fastest growing cable news network because uh, we're being attacked by uh, CNN. <laughs> I actually, oh my God, this is so fantastic. I, I One of my videos, uh, my appearance with uh, Heather Childers last week before the Trump speech uh, actually made it on Vox. They were going after uh, Newsmax uh, for a variety of reasons that were all, you know, bogus. Um, but we're on the radar. That's really cool. I just think that's really cool. I've never, you know, really been on the radar before. I've always kind of flying, you know, kind of flown under the radar, as it were. But anyway, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Glad to have you here. If you haven't had a chance to, go to preparewithnewsmax.com. If you're considering uh, some non-perishable foodstuffs, some supplies in case of an emergency, my Patriot Supply is number one leader in the field. And right now, if you go to Prepare With Newsmax, you'll save 25% on your four-week kit. And it's good stuff. We're going to get into a bunch of things this morning. For instance, the CDC mask mandate uh, in the military on some bases, they're requiring masks. In the House of Representatives, they're requiring masks. But at the Senate, not so much. This is how messed up Congress is. What a complete, I mean, they just need to uh, drain the swamp, pave it over, and start over again. And I absolutely mean that 100%. And there are some good eggs on, on either side. Well, actually, mostly on the Republican side. There's plenty of bad eggs on the Republican side, but there are some people who are really uh, legitimately fighting the good fight. Some new people to Congress, Lauren Boeber yesterday said hell no with regard to a mask in the House of Representatives. Today, Nancy Pelosi uh, presumably has ordered Capitol Police to arrest anyone who is visiting or uh, staff not wearing a mask, I guess on the House side, will be arrested. So good. I love it. I want to see some people go to jail. I want to see them walk away in cuffs, and I want the American people to go, BS. And they want to do it all over again, guys. They want to do it all over again. They want to shut down schools. They're doing this creeping totalitarianism. This is what they do. This is what they're doing. And then they're going to require vaccine passports and all of this stuff. And again, I'm not going to tell you to get a vaccine or not. I think the vaccine is perfectly fine. Go for it if you decide you want to. But there is a creeping totalitarianism, and they tasted totalitarianism last year, and they loved it. Because now we've got these massive spending bills being rammed down our throats. And the Democrats have discovered that they can get a lot of things done by adding it to spending bills. And this includes letting illegals vote without coming here legally. And I could go on and on. But they tasted the totalitarianism. And it was good. Simone Biles watched off-the-charts teammate Sinisa Lee storm to victory in the all-around final after she blew competition wide open by pulling out to focus on mental health. Lee is 18, forged ahead to a gold medal. Biles cheered from the stands. Now, Simone Biles, I, I, I don't know what she's been through in her life. It's got to be really, really tough. It's got to be really tough. And, and listen, I've been through abuse in my life for a good share of my life. When I was a kid from, from first grade through my sophomore year in high school at home and at school. So I know how, you know, it's tough. But at the same time, Simone Biles was tough enough to get onto the team and tough enough to lead the team. And I feel like she let her teammates down. It was her choice. I'm just glad that this young woman, Sinisa Lee, was able to get a, a big gold. A big gold. People aren't watching the Olympics. I mean, some people are, but not a lot. Viewership for the Tokyo Olympics dropped uh, Monday to 14 million, around half of uh, the uh, 29.4 million views the same night of the 2016 Rio Olympics. The decline in viewers has sparked panic 
among the network's advertisers who cumulatively, pardon me, Kleenex, invested over $1.2 billion in the games. Wow. Wow. Now, viewing figures experienced a 61% ratings jump from Friday through Sunday, and Sunday's coverage averaged about 19.8. However, the three-night climb for Tokyo uh, is a 33-year low. Apparently, NBC and several media agencies have begun a dialogue on make goods, which are ad inventory given to sponsors as compensation when the programming doesn't meet their viewer expectations. I think there's a, there's a number of things here. There was this dystopian um, opening to the Olympics. Also, I think it's stupid that they're not allowing people in the stands. And I think we're all just kind of done, done with it. That's what really, I said, you know what? Okay, if you're not going to, if you are not going to allow people in the stands, if you're going to overreact to this, and by the way, your chances of getting COVID are point zero 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 three uh, if you've been vaccinated, which means that you have a better chance of dying of a bee sting, even if you're not allergic. So it's ridiculous. You've got these uh, bureaucrats in charge, and now they've made it dystopian at the Olympics. Plus, you've got that and woke athletes. You've got the U.S. men's basketball team beat by France. They've been woke for years. All have been woke wearing their shoes with the Black Lives Matter and all that on it. And then people are just kind of done with it. I think they're just kind of done with it. Kind of done with it. A lot of the things that the president, the CDC, and Anthony Fauci are saying now were misinformation a year ago. They introduced this uh, this phrase used by Joseph Stalin in 1926, misinformation or disinformatia. He introduced it in 1926. This is anything that does not agree with the government's current, current narrative. And this can change. Like Joe Biden, this literally just two months ago with regard to masks. And because of the extraordinary progress we've made in fighting this virus and the progress our scientists have made in learning about how it gets transmitted, Earlier today, the CDC made an important announcement. Starting today, if you're fully vaccinated and you're outdoors, you need, and not in a big crowd, you no longer need to wear... And wearing your hat backwards. ...wear a mask. I want to be absolutely clear. Every time he says he's clear, he's unclear. If you're in a crowd, like a stadium or at a conference, or a... By the way, yesterday, the CDC suggested wearing masks indoors, even if you've been vaccinated, completely negating uh, why you'd get the vaccine in the first place. And then Joe Biden went to a, uh, a truck manufacturer in Pennsylvania where thousands of people came out to protest his appearance. He was uh, in uh, Allentown, I think, uh, Pennsylvania yesterday. Oh, he said yesterday he uh, he drove an 18-wheeler at one point in his life. Lizzie, he, he's never had a real job. He admitted that he's never actually uh, gathered a paycheck in the private sector, but somehow he drove an 18-wheeler. Anyway, and if we I don't do- drive an 18-wheeler, man. Yeah. Oh, I wish oh, I yeah. could. <laughs> That's I <awesome>. got to. <laughs> Okay, so he said, I used to drive an 18-wheeler, and then he said, I got to, which means that chances are he got into an 18-wheeler as it drove off the assembly line. Somebody was there in the cab with him and said, Mr. President, just drive it about four feet so we can get a photo op. If he even did that, and I'm kind of doubting he even did that. <laughs> Here is, uh, this is kind of funny, uh, Greg Kelly posted this on Twitter last night, Greg Kelly from Newsmax. This is uh, Anthony Fauci in 2020 on the Greg Kelly Show with regard to not just masks, not just uh, vaccinations, which didn't exist then, but just the COVID virus in general not being anything to worry about. Bottom line, we don't have to worry about this one, right? Well, I, you know, obviously you need to take it seriously and do the kinds of things that the CDC 
and the Department of Homeland Security are doing. But this is not a major threat for the people in the United States. And uh, this is not something uh, that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. That, my friends, would be disinformatia. Yes, it would be disinformatia today. But it's okay because it's a shifting paradigm. It is a shifting. They move the goalposts on it. And, and you, so you never know. You never know. Masks now suddenly today, literally four days ago. No, you don't need a mask. If you've been vaccinated, don't need a mask. But the science is changing. Yes, kids, the science is changing. Every week it's changing according to how the wind blows and what sort of control we want to have over your lives. There you go. Oh, this is great. Uh, Chip Roy was on the House of the uh, in the House of Representatives yesterday. Delivered a blistering speech, blistering speech covering uh, mask mandates and other things. Let's listen to a little, shall we? We have the New York Times. Okay, today, what a mess! CDC about to reverse on indoor masking for the vaccinated, quote unquote. This is some serious nanny state stuff that will only breed resentment. No kidding. Consider resentment being magnified right here in the floor of the House of Representatives. We are absolutely sick and tired of it, and so are the American people. It's amazing that in the Senate, nobody will get sick, but in the House, they have to have the masks. Do you know why this is? Because Nancy Pelosi, well, there are words I can't use for her, but she's a totalitarian. Uh, she is going after the Republicans. That's what this is all about, kids. This sham of an institution is doing nothing for the American people. Nope. Nothing for the betterment of the people that send their representatives here. I just met this The Democrat Party has done nothing for the American people in at least five years. Morning ...with an organization that tries to take care of people from human trafficking. Met with an elected official from Mexico. While cartels are raping and pillaging and killing. <clears throat> and we have people infected with COVID coming across our southern border into Texas. And you all put masks? Masks up front here? They also make the Border Patrol agents wear masks, but the people across the border don't need them. They don't need vaccinations. And even if they're COVID positive, they don't get tested and they get sent out into the country to spread the virus. That's how little they think of you and me, ladies and gentlemen. You're on the people's house. We got to go around and see, OK, we can't come to the floor. I can't execute my constitutional duty unless I wear a mask. Which is it? Vaccines or masks? Yep. Do the vaccines work or they don't work? Do the masks work so they don't work? I'd like to know which it is. I'd like Dr. Fauci to come down and answer a single question about nat natural immunity. Have you been infected with a virus? Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. A little bit more from uh, Chip Roy. Recognized. Thank you, gentlemen. Here's the beginning of the speech. Speaker. Uh, I appreciate what my colleague earlier offered as the, uh, the previous question with respect to Title 42 because what we're seeing at the border is an absolute travesty. Yep. And yet, my colleagues on the other side of the aisle are going to do nothing, literally nothing about that today, even as we see people spilling across the border who are clearly testing positive for COVID. We have a hotel in La Jolla, Texas, that is literally filled right now with individuals who are heavily testing positive for COVID. These are the facts on the ground. And I know my friend, the speaker. Meanwhile, our Coast Guard is turning away a raft with desperate people coming from Cuba. And they will be returned to Cuba. And they will be arrested. And they will be tortured. And presumably many of them killed. Knows how bad. Details coming up. It is at the border. Knows how bad it is in Laredo. Knows how bad it is in Del Rio. Knows how bad it is in McAllen. I've got a text here from a sheriff in a small Texas town saying, 
We're passing an emergency declaration tonight at City Council that no illegal immigrants can be released in the city of Uvalde per the CDC guidelines of countries on their list without a negative COVID test. And we have had our health authority write orders that give us the authority to have them government, border patrol, and immigrants quarantined for 10 to 14 days. I really think we've reached a boiling point. What do you think? I think we've reached a boiling point on a lot of different things. And I'm going to tell you right now, my daughter missed a half a year of school. They had no contingency plan. She missed the second half of her freshman year in high school. The first half of her sophomore year, it was a hybrid situation. Most of the day spent at home. And then finally, full-time, wearing a stinking mask every single day, despite no science saying that massive amount of people, particularly kids in schools or teachers, were getting sick from COVID. And now they want my daughter to wear a stinking mask again. My daughter said, Dad, it's hard to breathe in class. My face itches when I sneeze. I breathe in the stuff that my body expelled. We've seen athletes pass out doing cross-country running because they had to wear a mask. We've seen an entire generation of children enter preschool having to wear masks, and they don't even recognize their teachers. Their teachers don't recognize them, and they can't recognize the developmental recognition of facial emotional signals and communication. What in the world are you doing? What do you think you're doing? Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm not playing along anymore. And I will take my daughter the first day of school and I will get other parents and I will go and say, no. Again, you want to get the vaccine? Get the vaccine. My daughter has a vaccine. My son's got the vaccine. My, my wife's got the vaccine. Cool. That's fine. Whatever. I will not tell you what to do with regard to your mask. You want to wear the mask? You go right ahead. But I'm tired of my daughter suffering. Here is uh, Rochelle Lewinsky or Rachel Lewinsky. Or, uh, Lewinsky. <laughs> the CDC director with John Berman on CNN about the new science. It's the new science. It's not the science. I mean, it used to just be science. Now it's the new science. You know, they call it the new science, which sounds like nuisance when you think about it, right? New science and new sense sound a lot alike, don't they? But there's new science now. Here's the new science that we saw just in the last several days. With prior variants, when people had um, these rare breakthrough infections, we didn't see the capacity of them to spread the virus to others. But with the Delta variant, we now see in our outbreak investigations that have been occurring over the last couple of weeks, in those outbreak investigations, we have been seeing that if you happen to have one of those breakthrough infections, that you can actually now pass it to somebody else. And your chances of doing that are about your chances of getting struck by lightning. We thought that was really important. But everybody panic. Important for people to know and understand because when people... I suppose part of that is the new spending bill. Maybe that why this came out is because they couldn't get the new spending bill through with the $3.5 trillion and, and all the stuff that it's stuck. Do you suppose this has anything to do with that? <laughs> Are out there vaccinated thinking that even if they get mild illness, they can't give it to someone else. If they're then going to a loved one who's immunocompromised, who isn't yet vaccinated or couldn't yet be vaccinated, we wanted them to take the protection to protect. But remember, this could change next week. Here is John Berman saying, why the hell do I have to wear a mask? So then you can understand the frustration. And I've been a good uh, tool of the state. I have been a good tool of the state. I have done everything that the dear leader wants as, a, as an anchor on CNN. Why do I have to wear the mask now? Oh, great one. Of us who are vaccinated. Servant of the great leader. And it's saying, why the hell do I have to pay the price for this? 
Right. So we're asking. Ah, ev- uh, you fool. Don't you realize that our direction will change on a whim and you must obey. Ha ha ha. Everybody in those areas of orange and red and here here to to mask up. And here is the reason why. If you're a vaccinated person, you have um, and you're in one of those areas, as you said, a sea of red. Wait till you hear what Kevin McCarthy has to say. Uh, the reasoning behind House members having to wear masks. You are not I'm telling you, don't go anywhere. You're going to go, no way. The sea of COVID, you have a reasonable high chance, um, if nobody's wearing a mask, to um, interact with people who may be infectious. Um, And so for every 20 people, um, one or two of them could get a breakthrough infection. For every 20 vaccinated people, one or two of them could get a breakthrough infection. Um, They may only get mild disease, but we wanted them to know that they could bring that mild disease home. They could bring it to others. They think they're protected in terms of transmission, and they we felt it was important. Do you want to live in fear the rest of your life? Do you want to live the rest of your life like this? They know and understand parents, uh, families of immunocompromised people, families at risk of severe disease, that they should protect themselves so that they don't bring that uh, disease home to others. I, I, I don't want to live like this. By the way, grocery stores are stockpiling food and other items in anticipation of rising prices and demand. This is one of the reasons why I got a two-month supply from My Patriot Supply. Long-term storage food stays fresh for up to 25 years. It's there when you need it in case the meat counters are empty like they were last year. You get breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks, giving you 2,000-plus calories per day. It's all there in the four-week kit. It's just good to have. I've mentioned this before. I live in Tornado Alley. I wouldn't live in a house without a basement. Okay? Preparewithnewsmax.com. They've got a special site set up. Preparewithnewsmax.com. Save 25% on your four-week kit. And again, get enough for the whole family. One kit per person. Save 25% if you act now. Okay? Preparewithnewsmax.com. Preparewithnewsmax.com. Are you ready for this? This is Kevin McCarthy yesterday on the House floor. Here is what Nancy Pelosi is basing the mask mandate on in the House of Representatives that is not being used in the Senate. This should qualify her to be removed from office. Kevin McCarthy talked to her physician who is advising her about COVID. Listen carefully. Mr. Speaker, earlier today, the Speaker of the House said that people who are fully vaccinated but don't support wearing a mask or morons. She wanted to say that the House should follow the science. Madam Speaker. She actually called Kevin McCarthy a moron. Speaker, you don't know the facts nor the science, so let's talk about it. The Speaker is referring to the CDC current recommendation. I just left speaking with Dr. Monahan from the House. He said he used the CDC recommendation on a report that hasn't been printed yet. He did not know that the report is based upon India about a vaccine that's not approved in America. Did you just hear that? Did you just hear that? Listen. Printed yet. He did not know that the report is based upon India about a vaccine that's not approved in America. And now he did not know that it didn't even pass per review. So Nancy Pelosi is basing the decision 
on a study out of India with a vaccine that has not been approved. Unbelievable. Here is Kevin McCarthy talking about why Americans are incredibly frustrated. And worse than that, we've reached a boiling point. Do you know what frustrates Americans the most? Hypocrisy. They hate the idea that you tell people, get vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Yep. First they tell us, don't wear a mask, wear a mask, wear two masks, then they take the mask off. They said if, a ma- if Americans got vaccinated, we'd get our lives back. Yeah. And we did, thanks to Operation Warp Speed and the past administration. And then this administration moved the goalposts. But what they also hate about hypocrisy is when you break your own rules, it's kind of like telling America you can't go get your hair cut, but you get caught on camera because you do it. And Nancy Pelosi did it. Now, I want to bring this up again because I haven't said this in a while. You'll recall in the early days of the pandemic, we were told this could be the worst thing in the history of the world, that millions of people could die and all of this stuff. Yet... Gavin Newsom ate at the French Laundry with his friends unmasked. Yet, Anthony Fauci sat in uh, in the ballpark at a Nationals game without a mask on. Yet, Nancy Pelosi, who's in a high-risk group, almost eight, she was almost 80 years old at the time, she went and got her her hair done at a salon, even though it was verboten in the state of California. Gavin Newsom had to take his kid out of summer camp this summer. Do you know why? Because his own state mandate said that kids going to summer camps have to wear masks, and his kid was shown wearing no mask. At summer camp, Joe Biden says that even vaccinated people need to wear masks indoors. Yesterday, he's at a, an, a, a truck manufacturing plant in Pennsylvania. No mask. So either these people have a death wish. They don't care about their own lives or they don't believe the BS that they're spewing. You choose. That is a common sense approach. That is something I have been talking about for a year. If this is such a horrific pandemic, and it is certainly for those who have weakened immune systems, those who are in vulnerable categories, particularly elderly people. But if it is so devastating, then why do you immediately break your rules? Why do you immediately break your rules after issuing mandates? Why is that? You either have a death wish or you don't believe the BS you're peddling. More from Kevin McCarthy. Or you tell people you can't go out to dinner, but in my, my same state state that the individual got the haircut, that governor went out to dinner. A lot of people. Today, the speaker who didn't know her own science and said names to people broke her own rules. Twice today I saw the speaker in a crowded room without a mask. Unreal. Less than 24 hours after imposing the mask mandate. <laughs> which is it's, She's just being punitive. There are words I can't use. And it's not based upon a study. It's based upon a study in... Let's just say Nancy Pelosi's an awful, awful, awful person. India, based upon a vaccine that isn't approved in America, it didn't pass peer review. Unbelievable. One more soundbite from Kevin McCarthy. The vaccination rate for the members of Congress is over 85%. And as of today, the transmission rate on the Capitol campus is less than 1%. But you see, any change in the science is enough to change policy. Any change is enough to exact new controls over the population. That's what this is all about. It's not the severity. It's just the change in the science. The CDC director said that. The new science requires that we crack down, even if the severity is your chance of getting struck by lightning. Meanwhile, the hospitalization rate for the people who are vaccinated are point zero zero three. 
As Washington Post columnist Henry Olson points out, you are more likely to get struck by lightning than be hospitalized with the vaccine. Must be a stormy day in the house. <laughs> hey guys, if you get the chance, will you do me a favor today? Will you subscribe to the Newsmax Daily Podcast on Apple Podcasts? It's on your phone. It's, it's, it's uh, free. It's very portable. Generally, if you're going to go do a workout, uh, it's right about the same length as a, as a decent workout, not a crazy workout. But you can listen to the show and you can, you can share it with others. It's Apple Podcasts. And, uh, and just get it on your phone and you can plug your headphones in and, and you know, go for a walk. It is available on 50 other digital platforms. Don't get me wrong. We like Apple Podcasts uh, for a variety of reasons. It gives us an idea who's listening, maybe a little bit better. Also, you can leave a five-star review, but we're everywhere else. I mean, if you have some Spotify or your iHeartRadio or whatever, literally 50 other platforms, those are available. If you want to find out what those are, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Here is Rob Finnerty, uh, morning show host and personal friend. Thank you very much. Let me just drop that name. Uh, talking with Mercedes Schlapp about the new mask flip-flop. For months, we've been saying, if you are unvaccinated, if you have Walensky. a lot of disease, please, please wear your mask. Because we know the vast amount of transmission that's happening in this country is among those who are unvaccinated. But we did, over this last several days now, see new science that demonstrated for those who are vaccinated that they could, in fact, transmit if they are one of those rare breakthrough infections. My brain hurts when I hear that. Like, I don't under... She, that is so confusing. Mercedes, here's the, the technical stuff from the CDC website. If there are 50 cases per 100... Per 100 it's confusing. If there are 50 cases per 100,000 people in the county that you're living in, you need to wear a mask even if you're fully vaccinated. Wow. How is anybody going to know that? <laughs> wow. Oh, you know, they have it all resolved. I'm sure the CDC would uh, will go keep going on television to give us an update on the cases. Look, this is a disastrous rollout. This is not how you communicate to millions and millions of Americans. This is when you would have a Joe Biden come out and maybe do an Oval Office address and say, look, this is where we are. And we don't know, uh, we, you know, we didn't have this information, but now we have this information. The problem is, is that this has dragged for so long yeah. and they've changed their messaging time and time again that more and more Americans cannot believe the CDC. And that is a huge problem when you're losing the trust of the American people. And it's why you have these governors and these mayors and local officials in some of these states pushing back and saying we can't do a mask mandate. Let me tell you something. At the White House, they're acting like kindergartners if they are deciding if they don't know whether to put a mask on or not put a mask on. They really this are. Is gonna cost Honestly, do you, do you just recognize, can we get some adults here, please? Can we get some adults? The House of Representatives is demanding, Nancy Pelosi is demanding, House members wear a mask, then leaves and gets into a crowded room without a mask on, and the Senate says, oh, we don't need masks. Can we just get some adults here? Dear Lord in heaven. Here is uh, Jenna Ellis on Newsmax talking about uh, the White House, and their new thing is to blame the unvaccinated. It's the disease of the unvaccinated, by the way. I would say first what he was referring to is the fact that because there is still a large population of people in this country who are unvaccinated and we have the most transmissible variant that we've seen since the beginning of the pandemic, uh, that more people are getting sick with COVID. And that's not those numbers are not moving in the right direction. I think that's accurate and you can see it by data. I've got some startling numbers on the number of people sick with COVID right now, by the way. Uh, it's still roughly as, as uh, at the pandemic low, according to the CDC. 
What do you make of that among the unvaccinated as we have seen cases rise in vaccinated areas, even other countries that are highly vaccinated, yet still this virus continues to be transmissible? Yeah, we only have to look at the Texas Democrats uh, who came in and they were all vaccinated and still contracted the COVID-19 virus. And some are saying that that was a super spreader here in D.C. And so the data just doesn't match reality. But this is a situation where the Biden administration is trying to have segregation. This is the new form of segregation and making a loathsome class out of the unvaccinated to put public pressure. It's almost like they're deplorable blame and shame against the people who are um, unvaccinated either again by their own choice (laughs) (laughs) a month or so ago marjorie taylor green made a comparison about a group of people who were shunned who were told they couldn't go into shops and couldn't attend public events cnn I, i shared yesterday a media montage of people saying you have to stay home if you've not been vaccinated you should not be able to go to work you should not be able to go to the store don lemon said that now, where have we seen that before? Where in history have we seen a class of people, a group of people who were shunned completely, were not able to live their lives, who lost their jobs, who, who lost their livelihood, who could not go into shops? Where do we see that before? I'm just saying, guys, <laughs> I'm just saying. People who are COVID uh, recovery patients, people who have natural antibodies, people who have religious objections or any other uh, determination to not receive the vaccine. So the data keeps changing. The American public doesn't know. It's because it's the new science. Who to trust and what data to trust because the data keeps changing. The guidelines keep changing. And for big tech to censor any dissenting. Oh, and then there's that. Opinions against what the CDC. CDC or the Biden administration wants, that doesn't give anyone confidence in the vaccine. It just tells the American people that you're subject to the federal government. That's not how we do things in the United States. Well said there, Jenna. Well said. I appreciate that. Let's move on to January 6th, the uh, the, the show trial, the dog and pony show on Capitol Hill that was arranged by Nancy Pelosi, which featured only friendly questions, uh, no critical questions about the, how the uh, the January 6th insurrection supposedly took place, uh, no questioning of uh, the hundreds of police officers who saw peaceful demonstrators in places like in the Rotunda where they did no damage at all and asked for selfies. None of that, none of that. No questions as to why somebody could just smash out a small window and a door, reach in and open the door. I have better security in my house. I have better security in my house, folks. Here is, uh, this is pretty funny, and you know you're, you're starting to get to them when they go after you? CNN went after Newsmax with regard to uh, January 6th, particularly my colleague, Mr. Grant Stinchfield. Listen to Brian Stelter, who lost 80% of his audience since January, attacking him and Newsmax for our coverage of January 6th and the show trial, the dog and pony show happening on Capitol Hill. I refuse to lead my show with it tonight. Newsmax host Grant Stinchfield dismissing the hearing. It is all theater. And distributing talking points that can be heard all across the right-wing web, radio, and TV. I'm having a real hard time believing a lot of what I'm hearing because the video doesn't back up nearly all of it. One officer said he thought it was going to be the moment he died. Well, there were no guns at this place. Of course, there were guns, and there were weapons that injured scores of officers. No, there weren't, Brian. That's a lie. Bats, PVC pipes, copper pipes, rocks, 
uh, table. Can I see pictures of the confiscated weapons, please? Um, if you wouldn't mind, please, point of personal privilege. Uh, can, can we just see the pictures of the confiscated weapons? Because I would assume there is a cache of weapons, uh, and we would like to see those. Legs breaking, broken down. Newsmax and Fox did air the hearing live, but wrapped it in Republican commentary. Well, you wrap everything in Democrat commentary. Oh, this is a political stunt by Pelosi and Democrats and nothing more. It's hard to know whether the testimony and the terrifying video montage will change any MAGA minds. Meanwhile, a few weeks earlier, there was a uh, an assault on the White House in St. John's Church by Antifa and by Black Lives Matter. They tried to burn down the church and the president of the United States, Donald Trump, had to be hustled into the bunker with his family. No media coverage there, Bri Bri, Humpty Dumpty. Putting it all together and seeing it again uh, is jarring. But there's been months of propaganda excusing the attack. One of Donald Trump's favorite channels, One America News, skipped airing Tuesday's hearing altogether. On the highly partisan January 6th commission. But OAN aired... It's because it's a joke. Two press conferences by Republicans bashing Democrats, including a far-right group of lawmakers calling riot suspects <laughs> political prisoners. Now, why, why, aren't, why don't they call uh, the squad a group of far-left-wing legislators? You know, I want to ask that. Uh, remarkable. I love that we're getting under their skin. I love that my video with Heather Childers before the president's speech got called out on Vox. I love it, love it, love it. Thanks, Vox. I appreciate the press. It's really awesome. And this isn't about right-wing politics. This is about common sense. This is about common sense. If every time you try to ask a question about something, you're immediately called a conspiracy theorist, you are already losing the argument when you say that. You're already losing the argument. Eric Bowling has a brand new show called The Balance on Newsmax. Debuted yesterday, and he had uh, Megyn Kelly on, actually. He used to work with her at Fox News, talking about the January 6th theatrics. You know, it was amazing to see some of the theatrics. Mm -hmm. You know, Megyn, I talk about this quite a bit. You know, Capitol Police, are, they have a tough job. It's a big job. They protect 535 members of Congress in the Senate. That's a big... But they have a budget of $450 million. And yeah. that, that's a bigger budget than cities like Miami or Detroit, yeah. who, have to, who have to protect millions. Yeah. They have a tough job, but th those four cops are crying a lot. What bothered me were, was Adam Kinzinger crying and Adam Schiff crying. Okay, fine, you're, 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 you're a softie. I get it. That's okay. But was that theatrics, too? I mean, they weren't there. They weren't. I mean, I know they were supposedly in the building, but they were never The really highlight, though, when you talk about the politicians, because I have no sympathy for Adam Kinzinger, he's out there. You know when he was crying, Eric? He was crying for himself. Yep. Somebody else was describing him as a hero, and he's he's choking up. Like, you're not supposed to cry when it's about you, Adam. You're supposed to be crying when it's about other people. Now, the four <sighs> cops who got up there, I have nothing but empathy for them. I realize some of them are definitely partisan, have taken, like, some real severe shots at Trump. This gentleman uh, who you, who opened with, he called Trump the racist-in-chief. Ah, he yes, defended the, racist in chief. the George Floyd riots. He praised... He also praised when uh, Donald Trump was hustled off stage uh, a couple of years ago uh, with regard to a threat, he, and he laughed about it. Elon Omar. So there were... He praised Elon Omar, who is a radical anti-Semite. Certainly some partisans there, which you probably would have heard more about had this been a, an actual bipartisan hearing with people representing sort of both sides. And the reason that's relevant is you want to see, you want to test the truthfulness of the officer, right? Even though these guys are sympathetic figures, you, that, that's just how a hearing is supposed to work. It's supposed to give the audience at home. Just a quick musical dedication to Adam Schiff and Adam Kinzinger. The tears of a Here's a little bit more of uh, Eric Bowling with uh, Megyn Kelly. This about the comparison. This is the most insulting thing. Uh, maybe many of you uh, Gen Zers don't remember September the 11th. 
where 3,000 people died. I cried for a year for people who I didn't know. We considered police officers to be heroes. And then BLM went after them, and Democrat leaders went after the police. Here's Megyn Kelly and, and Eric Bowling talking about comparing the January 6th insurrection to September 11th, which is honestly, can you get lower? MSNBC, ABC, well, Huffington Post, we know about them, um, who have come out and actually compared what happened on January 6th, bad as it was, to 9-11. Have wow. actually come out repeatedly, Eric, and said it was worse than 9-11 when 3,000 Americans... I believe that AOC also said that the uh, the detention centers at the border were worse than the concentration camps in Nazi Germany. Americans were killed, firefighters, cops, children, people jumping off the buildings, burning to death. The nerve... Over 300 people jumped to their deaths from the Twin Towers. Right? It, that that can even be... 350 first responders were crushed to death in the Twin Towers, uttered by trying to rescue other people. People who consider themselves objective journalists or actual, you know, straight-taking pundits is outrageous, and yet it's happening and it's being defended by pretty much everybody on the left. We uh, we just need some adults in Washington, D.C., instead of uh, people who are, you know, grown men who, who feign tears. Uh, and, and honestly, there's just, there's something sordid about it. There's something grotesque about it. Uh, here is uh, John Bachman talking to Bianca de la Garza about the crybaby of January the 6th. You know, you're watching this, and again, I think Americans really understand what's going on here. This wasn't about a therapy sesh where you're going to express emotion, which is healthy for men to do, okay? I, I have no problem with men crying, and I do believe that PTSD and suicide is a huge issue, especially with our first responders and our veterans. That deserves more attention because many men are suffering. But what we saw here, really, um, could they be crocodile tears? Maybe yes. we'll never know. Uh, but but I heard from so many men, and usually it's women who do sort of the mean girl thing, body shaming. Men were like almost cry shaming these men, and they were saying, <laughs> you know, what is going on here? Certainly the two Adams need to be cry shamed. Sorry, sorry, grow some gentlemen. They were turned off by their own sex. They want to see men being men. Women want to see men being manly. Um, but again, ultimately, was this about sort of... But it's toxic masculinity. You can't be masculine. It's toxic airing grievances or getting to the truth and ultimately we know it was very partisan uh, politics going on here and this emotion yeah. was a very powerful <laughs> way though to fit a narrative john mm -hmm. that the Demo but people don't believe it people don't believe it that's why more people want the blm and antifa rallies by far investigated than this they're they're trying a narrative that's not working all it's doing is turning off the american people Democrats are pushing and here on Newsmax yesterday we even had an exclusive interview with a pastor and a son who were inside the Capitol saying I saw officers taking selfies with people inside there and they were um, being congratulated and by some of the people. And I would assume those police officers are being told to shut up. Ashley Babbitt was killed by a police officer. Everybody knows his name but nobody wants to say it. Uh, it's last name Bird by the way B-Y-R-D. And, uh, and he murdered Ashley Babbitt. She was crawling through a window. He did not. No one cried. Stop. Stop. Halt. Uh, I will shoot. Nothing. None of that happened. He just popped her at close range and she died. Her husband, Aaron Babbitt, was uh, on with Rob Schmidt yesterday. And one of the things that happened for him in the last couple of days was he got a he got a call from President Trump. President Trump is not afraid to say Ashley Babbitt's name. Uh, there is something very wrong 
when I'm out in the country, you've got incidents like uh, everybody knows the police officer who shot whoever. If it's a if it's if it fits the left's narrative, but nobody wants to mention this police officer's name, and nobody wants to investigate what he did. Here is Aaron Babbitt. Unexpectedly called me on Monday, and um, it was a very gracious, sympathetic, endearing phone call. Um, I respected it more so that it wasn't scripted. Um, it was coming from his heart, and he didn't put me on a time frame. And you know, he just let me talk, and he, he said what he had to say. He asked me how I was doing, and he wanted me to tell him about Ashley. So, coming from you know, coming from him, um, I love very it. Special for him, and my wife. I love it. I'm glad that you guys have connected. That's terrific. Yeah. I got to ask you this. Yesterday we saw a January 6th hearing and your wife's name wasn't mentioned. I don't see how you can have a hearing and not ask the questions about what happened to Ashley. Your reaction to yesterday. The only one killed by someone on the January 6th riot. Today, if you were following it at all. Well, after they kicked off uh, Congressman Banks and Jordan, I knew this was just going to be a complete you know, POS uh, crash show, but um, no, I didn't watch. Uh, but I, I did get all the snippets, and I, I saw the circus that was going on. And to me, it's just ridiculous that it's so blatant that they just don't care, and they just smash it in your face that they don't give a damn about. You know, like I said, I think we've reached a uh, a boiling point. One more uh, the soundbite. This is um, Trish Regan, who's doing a great job with her show uh, on Chris Salcedo's show, talking about. Basically, the Biden administration to this point and why Americans have had enough. No, they can't fake it. And you know what? This is on him right now. This entire economy is on him. The fact that we're dealing with another variant, that's on him. The fact that we're dealing with mass inflation, that's on him. The fact that people don't want to go back to work and so small business owners are suffering as a result, that's on him. Listen, you know what? He's in charge now. And he's really mucked it up. When you think, Chris, of the success that we had pre-COVID, right? Really tremendous economic success. The economy was growing, inflation was under control, and yet median incomes were growing. That's a big deal. Lowest uh, African-American unemployment in recorded history in the United States, same way with Hispanic unemployment and number of women in the workforce. That was sort of the, the perfect scenario, right? Economically speaking, we were in very good shape, and that was squandered. And now we're, we're in an environment where the Federal Reserve is like, gosh, you know what? We're going to keep the spigot open. We're going to continue going out there and buying up bonds so we can artificially depress interest rates and keep them low. because That's the Democrat playbook. We need to do something. That's what Barack Obama did for eight years. To prop up this economy because it's a mess. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. A couple more things before I go. This uh, has been brought up by several uh, viewers, several listeners asking me, hey, did you see this Elizabeth Warren, Gavin Newsom ad? She's saying that uh, uh, basically the Gavin Newsom recall needs to be reconsidered. And she's lying, by the way. I'll tell you why she's lying in just a second. Here's the the new PSA from the uh, the angry old bitter school marm. She actually ran for president. Can you believe she actually thought she could win the presidency? Here's the deal with the recall of Gavin Newsom. We've seen what is the recall? What is the re- what is that? 
Trump Republicans across the Shh, you kids be quiet. We're in the library. Country attacking election results and the right to vote. Now they're coming to grab power in California, abusing the recall process. No, actually they're not. There was a there was a petition that was circulated. They only expected like 1.7 million signers. It's over two million, and uh, and a good share of them actually close to like 40 percent are Democrats who think he's doing a sucky job, and that's why they're recalling him. And so it's not an abuse. And costing taxpayers millions. Here's how we stop them. How do we do that? How do we do that? Every Californian will get a mail-in ballot for the September 14th election. Vote no to protect California and our democracy. Stop the Republican recall. And be quiet back there because we're all in the library right now. And I will ask you to be removed. Oh boy, she just... mm. That voice, that voice, that voice. Something that no one is talking about today in talk radio that is uh, unbelievable to me. As 100,000 people stream across the border, our southern border, from all over the world, all over the uh, Central, South America, and Mexico, not being screened for COVID, being released into the country. 27 Cuban refugees from, well, obviously Cuba, are believed to be the first large group of Belseros or rafters caught attempting to enter the United States in, in this manner since July 11th, the protests. On that day, thousands of Cubans marched in the streets of dozens of municipalities nationwide in every major city on the island demanding an end to 16 years, 62 years of communist rule. The Coast Guard did not provide the identity of those repatriated, but Cubans with known anti-communist sentiments can face legal repercussions for attempting to leave the country without Communist Party permission. Cubans with higher education, especially doctors trapped in the nation's healthcare slavery system, may also face severe criminal liability. If returned home, Cuba has regularly denied high-profile independent journalists and activists permission to travel abroad. In a statement, the Coast Guard confirmed that it had intercepted a 21-foot vessel with 22 people on board. And on Friday and since repatriated those on board. On Saturday, Coast Guard officials identified a makeshift raft with five people aboard, both vessels nearing Key West. All individuals taken back, presumably to be jailed, tortured, or killed. Homeland Security Secretary Alexander Mayorkas, who is a tool of the leftist state, said, allow me to be clear, if you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. Meanwhile, our southern border is wide open. Do you remember a a ship called the St. Louis that cruised off the coast of Miami in 1939? Its passengers could see the lights of the city glimmering, but the United States hadn't been on the ship's original itinerary, and its passengers didn't have permission to disembark in Florida. 900 Jewish passengers looked longingly at the twinkling lights. They hoped against hope that they could land. Those hopes would soon be dashed by immigration authorities sending the ship back to Europe and then nearly a third of the passengers on the St. Louis were murdered. Most of the ship's 937 passengers were Jews trying to escape Nazi Germany. Though World War II had not yet begun, the groundwork for the Holocaust was already being laid in Germany where Jewish people faced harassment, discrimination, and political persecution. Refer to the monologue earlier in the show. The voyage took place as German persecution of Jews reached a fever pitch after Adolf Hitler took power in 1933. It took two weeks for the St. Louis, which flew a Nazi flag, to reach Havana, but the voyage didn't end on Cuban soil. Rather, Cuban officials refused to let the passengers disembark as well, and they were sent back to their doom. Those who don't remember history, those who try to get rid of it, are doomed to repeat it. 
I don't like to end the show on a depressing note, but I just feel like it, it needs to be done. It needs to be talked about. It needs to be talked about. So with that, I want to thank you for joining me today. It is a uh, blessing to be doing this every day, the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. I hope that you get a perspective you don't get anywhere else and occasionally even laugh. I know, crazy, right? If you would also go to Apple Podcasts today, download the app on your phone so you can listen when you're walking your dog or you're at the gym or even at work. Apple Podcasts, the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. If you want the other platforms, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts. And my show this weekend on Newsmax TV called Rob Carson's What in the World is just going to be stellar. I promise you. All right. Have a blessed day. I'm going to add someone to the uh, the blessings list. Um, the people, the freedom fighting people of Cuba and those people who've been repatriated by the United States. God bless our police. God bless our firefighters. God bless our military. God bless you. Remember Ashley Babbitt. And above all, ladies and gentlemen, you know it. Say it with me. Until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.